0: I'm curious to talk about um, if drifting is just a trend. But I think every YouTuber now drifts practically, including Alex. I regurgitated Alex, now that we got that out of the
1: way.
2: We are back. Season... Eight episode one, new set location. Wait, are we going backwards? No, no, no. I we're thought see- we were like
1: season twelve. No,
2: that. season eight, baby. This is like Fortnite. You just never know what you're gonna get. And we that are in my <laughs> kitchen. That's where we're at, mostly because it's really hot outside, and Dakota didn't want to sweat more
0: than he usually does. I literally did say that. I said, yeah, let's not yeah. do it outside, because it's really fucking hot That's today. not
2: a lie. That's just how it is. Yeah, because um, I'm
0: sweating now, and we're inside an air-conditioned house, so <laughs> if I go outside, I'll be a pool. Of sweat. <laughs> at side note, have you ever played Fortnite? Even once? No. Oh. No.
2: Uh-uh.
0: no, no. I, was a, I was a League of Legends guy. I mean, and then I, I, I like really that game, guy. too. I like that game, too. But those are old games. You can try new ones. They no, make
2: them all the yeah. time. No, no, no. I'm all right. I'm, all right. I'm okay. I'm Maybe good. I like
1: that. RuneScape too, but no, you can I don't play other games. I don't play
2: yeah. anything really anymore. The only one I got, I got Grand Turismo 7. That's yeah, you've new. been playing a lot of yeah, GT7. Yeah, yeah. And I think outside of that, the newest game I played was Elden Ring, and I only bought it because I thought it was the successor to Skyrim. And I was it's qu- not I was quickly educated <laughs> that that is the not- wrong realm of <laughs> old <laughs> news, anyways. Yeah. But
0: speaking of new news, you just got back from Lama. Oh, LA How do you say it? La Lama.
2: You gotta say it with your throat. Oh. <laughs> 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 I did. I did come back from Lama. And it was it was wild. Uh, Michelin brought me out there. Um, and it was insane. I don't really know how else to like put it into perspective outside of the fact that, you know, you you race on that track in games like GT Seven, yep, yep, and sure you get like the concept right, but when it's over thirteen, I think it's over thirteen point six kilometers, which is a frickin' minute, and you've got these cars that are hyper cars, and it still takes them you know three and a half minutes to do one lap. As I say, saying- the scale of this track is insane. Like it took us 15 minutes to get from one part of the track to another part of the track using just a public road. That's in between two sides <laughs> of the racetrack. So cool. like, we're going the speed limit of 30 kilometers an hour. And it's taking us 15 minutes to go from one point to another point just to see, you know, the one Porsche, corner. Porsche another curves, corner. Porsche curves or whatever it is. So that was absolutely insane. And then the, like the culture is way different
0: over there. I would assume so. Than then to but here. There's very it's wild. It was all over the internet this year because of yes. the Camaro. The Camaro, yeah. the <laughs> one car. Oh! Did you get to see it in person? Oh my god, yeah. Did you get to ride in it? No. Oh, well, what the f- Here's what I'll, did I'll
2: you say tell
1: though. tell me you were from America. You
2: could so very <laughs> clearly tell that that car did not belong there. As it was like it was a great reminder people always joke around about the fact that like you couldn't sleep on track. Because every three and a half to four minutes you would hear the Camaro go by. Is it that much louder? And it was so much louder than really? the rest of the cars. Why the though? The only comparable noise to believe. the Camaro <laughs> was, the, was the Cadillac. Well, Literally that makes sense. the yeah, Cadillac I had mean, that well, same like loud kind of
1: V8 sounding it, it, it. But was it was, was like a clear difference, like volume wise, it was like just Absolutely. that much louder. Absolutely. It was <laughs> that's like insane. I, I'm am I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the chat. It was like
2: Meow. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a change of noise where you just knew that it had nothing of so relation funny. to anything else out there. It's so like it, keep
1: track of what lap they're on by how many times you hear the Camaro I drive could, by. I, yeah. I mean you could
2: literally hear it every single <laughs> it time. It lived up
1: to the hype, is what you're
2: saying. Oh my god, yeah. It was it was so cool because ninety-nine percent of the audience loved that car there. Sure. It was so out of place, it looked so interesting. It was obviously in its class of being a pro- you know, Project 56 or whatever, where it was not really competing against anyone Um, but it just kept blowing people's expectations right right out of the gate you know people thought it was gonna suck
0: and can't turn
2: no literally i mean Mm -hmm. the track the staff actually had the stewards had a flag set up specifically for the camaro (laughs) Camaro so so that the camaro stars and stripes brother and they would they would flag them down to say hey there's a car coming to let to let the other cars pass cuz they really didn't think the Camaro was going to be competitive and then it was running 3 seconds faster than <laughs> the class it was supposed to be below yeah and so then they're like oh well it won't last you know there's no way yeah. it's actually going to last well it lasted an actual really long time It ended up having it did a have transmission issues, right? yeah, yeah. i had a transmission issue i think you know 6 hours before the end of the the event but they got it fixed they managed to finish finish the event It was like
0: 30 second or something like that it yeah. Replaced. yeah, which
2: is, which is crazy. So I think there's 62 cars in the race in total amongst mm-hmm. the classes. And I remember watching the launch, right? And all the cars are going out there. And then the first time it rained, the first time it rained, six cars
0: got retired. Oh, dude, I was seeing the oh, yeah. highlight videos, like yes. of shorts of cars, literally just like, <laughs> like yeah. spinning out the, and going crazy. And
2: it, it again goes back to like the scale. The wildest thing about Le Mans is that when they talk about the sectors of the track. Usually, racetracks have like three sectors. Lamont has like eight, right? And I watched the cars fly off the track. It's pouring rain. There's thunderstorm, lightning. It just it it looks just like, like
0: a whole different come world. Come Like, did they not have a weather app that no, they can like, they go do. switch to rain tires?
2: They have technicians specifically. That's their whole job, yeah. is just to look well, at the weather. Yeah. But the problem was, is they got out of sector two. The rain came into sector three and the rest of the track was dry and oh. the, the rain never left like that sector. So, so I was wild. watching the TV as all these cars were crashing at Le Mans and I literally just pan over to the door, walk outside where like the, the actual <laughs> track is right at the last corner, completely dry, 85 degrees. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> so. Weird
2: that you see these cars are crashing like, well, why didn't they just throw on wet? This is like like, this like, like a replay or something last year? There's 13 kilometers before they can get back to the pits well, to
0: change yeah, tires. Like, Alex, I can see if it's gonna rain Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday, <laughs> like there's a weather app. Like, do they not know and prepare a little bit? Cause like, because I mean- Because they're,
2: they're risking it, right? They're risking the fact that- Yeah, they were risking They're like, are, right? okay, the weather's coming in. If we can get past that sector before the rain comes in, they you create a massive gap in sure. what's possible yeah, yeah. and okay, then they get it. they didn't and then yeah, it dried it. up and then it rained again later in the night mm. and oh, it, nice. it just saw cars be... you just see cars go to turn and just not turn it
0: literally looked like they were driving <laughs> yeah. on glare ice yeah. like
1: they just couldn't get any traction at all online GT7 lobby it yeah. really was <laughs> that's it, what it looked like it really everyone's was. flying into the corner no brakes that was wild <laughs> the best uh,
2: the best moment of the 24 hours though <laughs> was was seeing how close all the teams were at the end. Yeah. So at the end of twenty-four hours of racing between Ferrari and Toyota, Ferrari ended up winning it. But the 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 margin between the two teams was less than one-third of a lap. It was like a minute and twenty seconds. Which is crazy over 24 hours. 24 hours and all the rain and all that shit. (laughs) And then for the LMP two class, I think it was uh, 44 seconds or Holy something like shit. that. It was less than a minute difference between first and second place over the course of 24 hours. That's so such a when, when people are talking about how iconic it is to win at Le Mans, y- you really start to get it put into perspective because these teams are running as hard as possible for yeah. 24 straight hours and the difference was less than a lap, mm-hmm. like less than even half of a lap. So That's wild. It was super cool to see and I'm super thankful for Michelin and Daddy Michelin paid for my trip there and I'm super thankful. And I can say... That even though right they sponsored me coming out there, yeah, it just like further reinforced that I like Michelin tires because it was fucking dope. It was <laughs> super cool to go out there and like see how they do it. They like 37 of the 62 teams all run Michelin tires. They're in all the HPD class. Like it was just neat to learn and, and see it all. They bring over 8,000 tires to that's lot. So, so, so you're wild. telling
0: me that the Camaro wasn't on Linglong's? No, hmm.
2: it wasn't on Michelin's either. But that's okay. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, so I'm, I think it was what on Good Years. Oh, that would
0: make sense. Yeah, yeah on Good Years because yeah. NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I only ran into one person that was upset about the the NASCAR. Was thing. he like
0: really upset? Did you stick up for our country? I did. Yeah. I well, did. I did what I had Featronic. to. It was.
2: I made. Well, I put a video out on YouTube, and I I kind of joked around about mm-hmm. the interaction as a pinned comment, and a lot of people got upset about it. Oh, so right. I went back. And I had to explain the whole story because there are some people that are like, "I don't believe you." Everybody, I was at Le Mans. Everybody loved it. I, you know, I haven't seen anybody talk bad about it. I'm French. I would never talk bad about it. It's like, okay, listen. Okay, but that's, someone that's, did. That's, <laughs> that's not how that works. My interaction is different, and so I had an interaction with somebody there that was really upset that that car was there and, and felt like it sh- it didn't belong. That NASCAR and the Americans that like NASCAR shouldn't be oh. a part of the Le Mans Motorsport heritage because they thought it was a stain on, on Le Mans heritage. And oh. I vocally disagreed. Yeah. yeah, I vocally disagreed with that. And he's like, well, you would, you, would you let NASCAR be in an F1 race or would F1 let, let NASCAR be in an F1 race? And I'm like... <sighs> I don't know if that's really the intention of what they're trying to do here. They're just trying to bring awareness to the fact that there's another motorsport type out there. And that's the whole point of having that garage. I would watch NASCAR class. in
0: an F1 race. I know.
2: I would watch more NASCAR. <laughs> I think they, they need to do more of that because I,
0: I don't think motorsport gets the love it deserves because you don't realize how fucking crazy them bastards are that are racing until mm-hmm. you, like, you do a track day or go... like You're into automobiles and stuff. I feel like you really can't appreciate it. So I feel like they got to do a little bit of the crazy stuff just to get the audience in. So they can start realizing and really grow the sport. And I think like having the Camaro compete in something out of its class was interesting. It caught a lot of people that weren't normally tuning into that stuff to make them take a look at it. So I I think it's good when they break the mold a little bit and try new stuff and let new cars race. And
2: I would love to see NASCAR do more road course. Yeah, because when we when when we were able to see and hear it, and it's like people were blown away that like this this stock car had headlights, <laughs> and, yeah. and and a rear view mirror, you know, and like it had a uh, a sequential gearbox, you know, and it's like that's really cool stuff, and it brought a lot of attention to it, and I would love to watch NASCAR more if they actually did more than just turn left, because I do think that that's a an aging. Motorsport type. I do think people want to see more road course, but overall, it was absolutely fantastic. The one guy that that had a problem with it, I we argued about it for 15 minutes, and then neither of us walked away feeling like we had won the conversation. I just, (laughs) I was so blown away that that somebody would say that. So upset. He brought up the, you know, well, Formula One really. I mean, the drive to survive was a mockery to the sport as well. And it's like oh, drive to survive brought the it's awareness. Like, I liked
1: it before it was cool. And yeah. all these people liking it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly what,
2: was. what like, that that's, was. But that's the whole point, right? It's like, even if drive to survive doesn't get it right, the whole goal should be, if you bring more awareness to a motorsport, it gets more money. When it gets more money, it lasts longer. In and motorsports aren't shit. growing, they're almost always shrinking. Yeah. Every year they're getting smaller. So unless you're actively pushing something, it will always disappear.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're going to those people are everywhere and it's unfortunate when you run into them. They're just mm-hmm. like, "No, only I can like this because I've liked it for longer. That's you you don't feeling. get to like it." Yeah. 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 it's really stupid
2: so i just became more of an american <laughs> the more like i <laughs> i you you talk about me being like against some of the domestic stuff domestic cars and things like that like sure i like some of them but like there's so many other things that I could say American cars could do better from like a modification perspective. But when I was over there, when I was at Le Mans, when I was seeing that Camaro go around the track every fucking time, I was like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> fuck yeah. Get it. Get it. Get it. Everybody that we were with, with the Michelin group was like, Alex, that's your car. I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. You know, every yeah. single time I ran into like the influencers from Mexico or Spain, they would just keep playing that like America. <laughs> fuck yeah. And they're like, this is your car. I'm like, you're fucking right <laughs> it is. Your uh, it's your boy. It's your boy. But outside of that, it was good to see. I think Cadillac took, took home, uh, or I'm sorry, Chevy took home a win as well with the Corvette in their class, which was really cool to see. And then Ferrari getting first was a was a huge uh, win for them. And seeing that it was uh, Ben. A while, hasn't it? Yeah, Toyota's been dominating. Let's go. And so it was, it was kind of a funny joke where it's like, what do you think the, the Ferrari team thinks as a as a supercar company, right? They make all these fantastic mm-hmm. vehicles to get beat out by the same company that makes the Camry.
1: <laughs> Toyota versus Ferrari. Yeah, it was 24-hour
0: races, reliability, baby. Yeah. But, well, <laughs> Ferrari came out on top, which is interesting compared yeah. to what they you've were, seen so with the product. Was,
2: <laughs> there yeah. was a three-and-a-half-minute <laughs> variance, and right at the end, Ferrari ran into an issue where I think it was, and don't quote me on this, Fire? but I think the car didn't start. Oop. Oh. They turned it off in the pits to go through the whole cycle, and I think they can only replace the tires after the, the car's been fueled. And uh, the car wouldn't turn on. And Been they lost. There. They Done lost. That. They lost a awesome. minute and a half trying to figure it out. Jesus, that's and crazy. That's what they had brought to be the panicking. Var- that brought the variance from a full lap to half a lap, and that's then the crazy. Ferrari got back out
1: there and. <laughs> man, just like just fucking start. <laughs> <laughs> They're pressing the button. It's not starting. It's like that it's like just <laughs> annihilating the whole event. Like the last hour, just oh, oh my god. Started. Can you imagine? Like, what if it just
0: wouldn't have started? <laughs> and they couldn't get it repaired, and then they lose. <laughs> That would have been... I mean,
2: I feel like
1: it's a really real possibility. I mean, that's crazy. The
2: randomness of endurance racing has to to really kill somebody's like mental strength. Because (laughs) I saw a car. It was like... I'm, I'm not kidding. It was the last five hours. And they had been running... For 19 hours straight, (laughs) strong pacing, doing what they're supposed to do, avoiding the weather. And he goes around a turn, slightly hits a little bit of the rumble strip, spins out, crashes into the wall. Done. Oh my God. Done. Yeah. Nineteen
1: hours to lose. Can you imagine like, that feeling in your stomach. Like he had to just throw gutted. Up. He had like, to throw up. You know when like your car starts like nickel and diamond, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like been like a year, and so I had to replace a couple things. Imagine doing that in like a course of a day. <laughs> when you're like, you have so much money wrapped up into it, and it's like things just keep breaking or yeah. things are going wrong. Yeah, that I will.
2: I will say that, and this is the last thing I'll talk about. But one of the things that was really eye opening to me was how romanticized racing is compared to what it actually is underneath when I was in the pits We were on, I was like hour 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. We were led into the Ferrari pits to go check out, you know, kind of how they have it all set up. And like, I didn't know what I was expecting, right? Red and yellow and black and, you know, all the nice suits and all the the stuff everywhere. And I was expecting to be very nice and like orderly and clean. And I walk in and it felt like a Sunday morning (laughs) post-fraternity house party. (laughs) Everybody's dead. It smells. There's fucking warm sandwiches like everywhere. uh, There's just like shit and part, like just everything everywhere right and i look over and there's three people just like out like this one guy's snoring and then i i walked over next to one of the guys that was still awake and i mean bigger dude you know definitely lifts and he's like this you know and he looks up and he looks at me and he goes <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like how you doing bro and he goes
1: <laughs> he's like
2: goes goes to fist bump me and it was like the weakest fist bump i've ever oh. had in my he was just like <laughs> and he went back to sleep My God. so you know the engineers and the technicians and and even like the michelin provides like engineers and technicians for the teams that run the tires so that every single time they get done with a stint like they all meet up figure out what happened what they yeah. can do better tire management and stuff and it's like those people that run behind the
1: scenes those guys are the real mvps well it's just crazy because it's like you think of like 24 hours like okay yeah it's a day that's that's a long time but it's like yeah but you don't Fucking stop! Yeah, imagine like, working is, a twenty-four hour shift yeah, at your just, job, <laughs> and like you're constantly having to fix shit. And like you said, watch the weather monitoring, Monitoring tire pressures, monitor like like all that kind of stuff. That that is insane to me. Yeah, yeah it is a crazy. And race. I wonder that dude's was like, I don't know if you're supposed to be here right now, but I don't have the strength to deal with yeah. it. So here you go, bro.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was shocking, and like the amount of data that the teams use, and the fact that like again, Michelin brings eight thousand tires for that yeah, event even the
1: logistics behind all yes. of that like it, there's so it's, much it's
2: astonishing and it's like i started talking to them because they have you know the dry and and wet mm-hmm. soft all, and it was look they all look the same right they don't have any tread on them they just look like big chunks of rubber yeah, like different and different compounds and i'm like well how do you know like what's the biggest difference and they're like casing and temperature like mm-hmm. how the tires cased, and then the temperature that the rubber actually sure. kind of like activates and i'm like what happens if a team like gets it wrong and well, the guy yeah. just the guy just looked at me and he goes the tires are not very forgiving if it's out of temperature and just <laughs> continues to talk about where it's like if you mess up the tire temps you're screwed yeah, the, ti- the car just goes right back on ice tires skates, are right?
0: everything and that's why it's so crazy you see people buy fucking eight thousand dollar wheels and then they put ling on them for <laughs> fucking 200 or 100 yeah. bucks a set and it's like bro you're throwing everything right out the window
2: and they're like well they work fine for me it's like yeah because you don't use the tire yeah, you're yeah. just managed to be driving on the tire if you actually like use the tire for its intended purpose like stopping and going and going through corner hard you'd realize why the tires are 150 but if you never actually use the tires yeah you can say that right. they do you just fine yeah but you know. no it was fun super happy to be back though time zone was a bitch
0: um, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah a little bit of a time
2: change yeah now we go to english town in uh. 24 hours
0: Literally. One last thing about it, I remember you, you were telling me a little something about like they held up influencer cards. Yeah, and yeah you yeah. walk <laughs> across the street and shit. What is that corny uh, ass I, stuff?
2: I love Michelin. I am. I, I even if I. I before I got sent here, I loved Michelin. But man, it's an old company, and so <laughs> they host hundreds, if not thousands, of people at Le Mans. And all of these people are either dealers or they're racers or you know, they're some sort of influential people. And we had a group of influencers from around the world. So for people from Spain and Australia, Mighty Car Mods was there, which yeah, was awesome. That's so cool. People yeah. from America, so like myself and, and a guy named Jerry were there for, for the US you know presence. And then they kind of hire these, these companies to help them manage all of these groups. So we were the influencer group, which isn't terrible. I just don't really like the word influencer that much. Right. And uh, I thought we were doing all right. And then we had to go walk to the Alpine booth. And the guy that's kind of like hosting our groups is like, okay, let's go. Please follow the sign. And I'm like, oh, God, what sign? And he goes and he holds up the sign. And it's yellow and blue and white and in big font. Influencers.
0: (laughs) I just imagine
1: these little group of it people looks, with their cell phones out. Look, they got like their cameras. We, they got the jobies. Yes, like we
2: met. We met the stereotype <laughs> perfectly because we're oh all God. filming. Everybody's yeah. got their camera out, right? And like. It, it looks so. It looks so dumb, and it's the, the look worst. Ridiculous. The worst part is it's like so I, I have like my I have like my head down, and I'm like, oh my god. I, we need to tell. So we tell them, We told them afterwards, and then the second day they got a different sign, but like they're like, we don't understand what's what wrong. What did it say? It was Alex? Like, like, Alex just the babendum, you know, face. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we were going through that, and uh, Mighty Carmods was joking around about it, and so were we. And we had, like thought we reached the low point, but that was until we got to a roundabout, and there are these like Ferrari. these Sesto Elementos, these multi-million dollar cars coming in here. Like there is some, I've never even seen some of these cars before. And the guy walks out and he's got a sign and he walks into the middle of the roundabout, zero regrets. The influencer sign? Stops this Ferrari uh, super fast, (laughs) holds up the influencer sign. (laughs) And then they're dead ass deadpan eye contact little and cameras goes, and goes come on.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, please. Oh, like, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Not- you know the guy in the front, he's like, Are you fucking kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. me?
2: <laughs> so besides that, it was great. It was all good fun. But I yeah, So yeah, great.
0: you got the chance to meet Mighty Car Mods. How was that? I'm a huge fan of Mighty Car Mods, So the opportunity to get to meet him
2: They're they're all incredible. Uh, marty and moog they're they're fantastic people we've met a lot of really awesome influencers in our life i would say yeah um there are i think they take the cake in terms of authentic just real people that love what they do and there's not a moment in in the conversations where i felt like i wasn't just talking to two people that love to build cars and also loved everything else that came along with it like they're just very personable people learning that like Blair actually does all the music for all yeah. of their videos yep. is insane crazy. to me, yeah. you know, and, and they started talking about, you know, their, their builds and what they're up to. And as they've gotten older, how things have changed and, and adjusted. I'd say they've been around for a hot minute. Yeah, they're they're the, one of the first channels yeah. I started watching. Yeah. I tell them the original grandpa's, but, uh, <laughs> no, it was all good. They're, they're an incredible group of, of human beings first. And they're also great influencers. I think a lot of times people will just be like, oh my God, they're so huge because they're an influencer. They got this massive following, but like (laughs) Mighty Car Mods hits it on the head with being humans first and then being influencers second. So
0: that's awesome. That's super cool to hear because yeah, you never know how it's going to go when you meet someone. And I didn't, think we would ever have the opportunity to necessarily meet them guys from australia and then you meet them in europe yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Alex, like send us
1: like photos and things he's like i met these guys and we're like what the yeah, i was like oh yeah cool. they're like hanging out with us for like the whole week i'm like that's crazy yeah. that is absolutely they crazy.
2: invited us out to australia so we're gonna have to go out there now i'm oh. scared
0: of australia but i'll go for them yeah
2: well we should take a break when we come back we're gonna be talking about something yeah muscle cars oh god all right that usually goes well <laughs> all right ready yeah so we're back to talking about muscle cars. We got the highs of the NASCAR stock car, not NASCAR. Everybody, chill the hell out with yeah, that shit. I ship, think that by was the like
0: the the most positive stuff we've said about a muscle car yeah. ever on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. you were kind of. There's a about lot of it. muscle car slander. Yeah, I was a little hyped about you. It. You because it was like
1: finally one's fucking cool. Thank yeah. God. yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> car's had to be a fucking Chevy.
2: Uh, I you know there's there's a lot of love around the domestic cars overseas. I can say that. Yeah. We saw we saw a Chevy Camaro just out in the streets naturally in Rome. That's rare. In Rome too. Yeah, that would be weird. And everybody was looking at it. Everybody stopped to look at this yeah. Chevy Camaro and Well they're like, probably oh because it was God. like twice
1: the size of fucking everything. Well, yeah, it didn't even fit down the goddamn street that's <laughs> like <it's> cobblestone <laughs> fucking
2: <laughs> The coolest thing I ever saw about that was you know you have these these um, you know, domestic like the Camaro huge car when it was over there and then I saw these like 1980 1970 like Fiat 500s yeah. I think they are I don't even know if that's the right decade but they didn't park parallel to the sidewalk they actually parked perpendicular Because the length of the car was just as wide as what the normal cars are nowadays, and so people that like had them would just all park together. I I mean, and you'd see like you know, I don't know, some like Renault, Renault, Fiat, 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 Fiat. Renault, (laughs) perpendicular (laughs) parking. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that was so cool. But I will say, you know, uh, with with having some domestic love overseas, I felt like you know we should talk a little bit. About some domestic love here domestically. It's
0: a lot of domestic stuff. Yeah, some would say it's domestic abuse. What talking about <laughs> talking about Chevy and GM? Dakota, would you consider yourself a
2: changed man? Would you say that you like what domestic do you cars nowadays or not?
0: No, one Camaro doing a little bit of hoopty stuff on it <laughs> ain't gonna make me be a muscle car lover. I still just he have, sounds like a muscle car lover. I, I still yeah. have no reason to love modern muscle cars. Yeah, I. I respect them like it's not like i see one. i'm like oh that's trash like if you have a muscle car i'll check it out i think it's cool i just don't want to own one because yeah, they don't it. appeal to me in any way
2: it's it's kind of weird because when you go back into the history of it too it's like mm, domestic cars haven't always done the greatest no you know it's know been I mean?
0: a rough ride to get to where it oh, is oh this morning sorry to cut you off i just to throw okay. a muscle car slander um i i <laughs> They shut down like the whole goddamn road. There's a ton of construction. I needed to merge over in everyone this morning. I think we're all in the same boat of we didn't know this road was. And so there's a huge fucking line. So no one wanted to let me in. Finally, this blessed soul of a human being let me in. So I roll down my window and I give him the wave, you know, like, thank you. My God, I've been sitting here for 15 minutes that was cue to muscle car Camaro owner across the street, thought I was waving at them, just starts redlining at fucking (laughs) seven in the morning. (laughs) I'm like, no, dude, no, that's not what, all right. Okay, all right. (laughs) I just merge in. Uh, I feel like that sums up (laughs) muscle cars so well.
2: There's always been like weird stories about domestic cars and just trying to figure out how to be competitive because it's like they they didn't really have much... Of a win up until like what 2010s? They had a win. What do you mean? Like, started getting competitive to their overseas counterparts because, like, take it all the way back to the okay. 70s, right? Oh, yeah, 70s was
1: po- a rough time for 70s
2: poopy time for yeah, cars like General yeah. Motors. I mean, even like you had the Ass time where back when Honda made their what was it like the CVCC system, which is pretty much a way for them to increase their uh, um. Come on now. Hold on. You got this. To minimize their carbon emissions because of what was going on in the 70s. And then General Motors, I think it was, was like, you can't. You can do that on your tiny tinker cars. You can't do that on, you know, big boy cars. And so then Suritra Honda went and imported a Corvair, I think it was, or something similar. Put that system on that car, then shipped it back to the United States. Got See, it tested by the EPA, and the EPA said it was just as good. And it's like Honda was like innovating and introducing new things into the marketplace in the '70s when General Motors and all those companies were like barely trying to survive. Leave it to Honda, dude. Honda's just a Honda, baby,
1: game changing company. Yeah, yeah. Such
2: a game changing company. But it's like, when would you say they they turn the tide?
1: I mean. Because you got like your your golden era of like, you know, your 60s and stuff like that that people hold near and dear. Died to in the 70s heart. and 80s. Died to the 70s and 80s. 90s? It's start. The the, the the design queue is a little rough. I don't know. I think you just said it yourself. I think the golden
0: era was like 60s. Yeah. When, I would argue when those like, like true yeah. muscle cars and it was I, like I, almost, I almost like a statement of America. Like right. it was like America's It was it image. was the American yeah. dream. Now it's not. Now no one gives a fuck about your I don't really know what blues. the American dream is even is. I don't mm. know either. No one knows. It's everything. And I think that's <laughs> what it is. Which is fine. I don't yeah, care. I, I
1: feel like the nineties started to turn around a little bit. The early two thousands was kind of a shit show because
0: but I think the
2: early 2000s were a good time. This was back oh, when I love the early I 2000s the new yeah. edge
1: Mustangs. That's I had right. one. I, I feel like it they, was a piece of shit. I feel like
2: in the early the 2000s same. was when they were finally like, okay, so we got a kind of shitty exterior, but, but it works. We have a really shitty interior, so, but we'll get better. But they were like, what if we put two more valves? And then they did, and it was like yeah, holy shit, some- yeah. this but it's the same at the same <laughs> yeah.
1: time they were also like, you know, the 40s was kind of cool. What if we made some cars that kind of look like they're from the '40s, and you got the fucking PT Cruiser and the <laughs> hey, HHR and the fucking the, uh, the Firebird or Thunderbird fucking thing that they tried to bring back? Oh yeah, I remember back. those. Those and, were so weird, yeah, like a modern yeah, classic. I car. Probably, okay, I, I kind of fuck with the Prowler. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Prowlers kind but, of neat. But like you, you were getting like, those them. cars where it was like they're kind of like these throwback. The SSR. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, you you're know? right. There yeah. was a whole era yeah. of like they like They tried to throw it back like way, you know. <laughs> Who tried to throw it back? <laughs> Chevy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Chevy was it all... back
0: hard. Well, now Hyundai, they're kind of doing that with their retro. Yeah, but at least they cars, chose
1: but it was like cool. a cool era to do yeah, it. But with. Yeah, but they're
2: not, that car's not going to make it. Well, well. yeah, no, but that, see, that it's
1: cool happen. to you, but to all of yeah. them. Yeah older because right, guys because they, were, they were there were my a dad, lot of
0: people that bought them my dad thought what what was the it was like the the ss fucking truck i don't the know ssr the, the yeah. ssr is that the name yeah he, i remember my dad thought those were. Pretty but
2: that's cool. the thing imagine if in 20 years toyota introduced a uh, uh, a new icon called the mark 4 supra anniversary yeah and it was uh, a heritage nod back to the mark 4 supra but with modern tech yeah it's the same exact thing than the hhr
0: Yes, it is. I, I wouldn't say and, no to it without seeing.
2: And it. they also had like high performance versions of those cars. Yeah, I gotta think in like twenty years, because yeah. like in
0: ten years, we're never gonna fucking see
1: Supers. Yeah. They're all gonna be we're trash, or they're gonna you be a million the, dollars. The GT, the PT, GT is kind of neat. Yeah, PTGT GT yeah. Is super neat. My cousin had one of those. I remember that. Yeah. Was they're like, all kind
2: of neat though. Which one is the? Is you're it right? the HHR that has the, yeah. the, SS? the turbocharged? Because Aaron just, Aaron Hunziger yeah, in
1: Wisconsin loves
2: his, and it's like same fully built, turbocharged. So that's cool stuff. It's just, you know, they had some weird things going on. The fact that you unlock that memory blows my mind because now I'm looking back at all the cars. It was a weird time. (laughs) that General Motors introduced that were just terribly ugly. But one perk of having a domestic modified car is the modification support. You can't beat it. There's nothing better than going to an O'Reilly's or going to an advanced auto, going right down the road and getting anything that you need for your engine. You think you
0: can't do that for a Honda? Well, you can ish, but I feel like you can just as much. You don't think so?
2: I don't. I don't think so. I guess with my experience, when I was like looking at getting intake gaskets for a three fifty V eight, you know, like an old just V eight block, yeah, I just go to O'Reilly's and I could yeah. just do it, and I never had to worry about anything. When I started asking about Datsun parts, I had to start fucking finding them online and eBay and Yahoo, and it took I mean, weeks well, to get them Datsun,
0: back. This continued if You didn't know, (sighs) yeah. So maybe you know, I'm talking like you're talking about, you know, brand. How about how how about we go to O'Reilly's? Okay, okay, and we we just work there, just ask him, yeah. What do you you want to know? What do you need? He'll type it up on his computer,
1: you a park number automatic or manual, (laughs) (laughs) two wheel drive or four wheel drive. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they ask all that question? He has a he has an answer, it literally makes
2: you why does it ask me for rear wheel drive or front wheel drive when I'm asking for windshield wipers? Because
1: the redundancy is so like you never get it wrong. So to do that, they have to make a system that is like just over the top fucking idiot proof to do this. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to go look at the fucking book or pull out a tape measure to measure your fucking windshield wipers. I'm just going to use the computer. I'm going to use the computer. Just quickly tell me what the fuck. Why not just use Google at that point? I, I have at some point, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and and they you know sometimes they do ask you those dumb questions. Now you can just if you know right like that it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just hit one and you pull up the results anyway. But some people that that program is made for. <laughs> What is need the, to ask the
2: what's the silliest what's the silliest story you have working back at o'reilly's did you ha- did you have any oh my experiences God. with somebody like how in the fuck do
1: you even have your license i've had multiple i could do a whole podcast <laughs> on my o'reilly's experience of people hit, hit me with um me. okay i'll hit you with a couple real quick ones um, there was one guy he came in and he was arguing with me like he came in with his buddy and he needed this part he's like yeah i got a honda eclipse i'm like what no like that's not a thing he's like no i just bought it it's a honda eclipse i'm like it's not a fucking car dude and he's like he's like you don't think i know what car i just bought i'm like (laughs) clearly not if you're telling you have a fucking like is it a mitsubishi eclipse
0: is or a, a Honda, Honda Civic.
1: I fucking walk out. It's a goddamn Honda Element. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> and then they you know, like, they always proceed to tell you like you know all the stuff that they're gonna do. I'm like, bro. That- oh, I-, I can imagine that. Oh, dude, I got build into so... There were there was a guy that he would always come in and he was very proud of his truck. It was like a hand-me-down truck and he was very proud of it. It was like a, Dodge, was like a Dodge Dakota. Very proud That's of it. my truck did But it. he'd come in and he'd talk about like future plans and like restoring it. Like and it was like one of those things, like he'd just sit there and talk all day if you yeah. let him. Oh yeah. So like it like. was getting to the point where I'd have like the store on like speed dial on my phone to like hit. <laughs> So like a a fucking, I got to take yeah, an SOS of like, Hey, I got a phone call. And I just talked to myself. Like, I feel really bad about that. But like, dude, after like two hours of like the third day dude, this week of yeah, coming some in. Some people have no social yeah. awareness whatsoever. Yeah. I also had a guy that, uh, he, uh, came in and he bought like a water pump or something at some point. And, uh, he needed like the pulley put on there, all the, all this shit. Right. And, uh, he was pissed because the water pump went out and, uh, I couldn't. Get we he couldn't get the pulley off, and he's like, "You're gonna fucking give me a new pulley because I can't get it off your piece of shit water pump." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> like, like, I'm I'm sorry that happened. Like, I, you're you installed it. Like, I I can't. <laughs> I'm not just gonna give you a fucking pulley because you can't get it off." He's like, "Well, I fucking and I'm like, "Okay, whatever." So I went. I'm like, "I'm gonna try to help you." And yeah. you know, we had like the rental tool stuff, so I had like all like the pullers Imagine Jell's like just like trying he's to dealing to help you with out in these. The oh lines. my god! And so like big old green polo on i'm like pulling oh we had to buy those by the way that's fun um so i'm like back there i'm like reefing on this and we had like a the one o'reilly's that i worked at was a little weird because it had like a actual machine shop attached to it as well um so like i'm back there with all the tools pound us i'm like what the fuck he's like well yeah i use the fucking gray loctite on it like gray loctite like what the fuck is gray loctite he's like well this shit and he holds up like the steel stick and i'm like brother
2: oh my god no we
1: like hold up we ain't getting this off i don't know i don't know what to tell you i'm like gray loctite ain't a thing that shit you welded that he he was so pissed at me because i couldn't solve his problem i'm like i'm so sorry but i didn't do this yeah there's a it was a trip Holy i actually you know i did find that job really i did learn a lot like the training stuff that they had there was really good because you had to do like a lot of the online training it was mm-hmm. mandatory um i learned a lot of stuff from working there for the three or four years that i did during college what was your okay. first job
0: uh my first job was working at shop what was in your what was your first job subway mcdonald's you worked at mcdonald's for three oh. weeks Oh, I can't even see you working at McDonald's. Yeah, my my dad <laughs>
2: told me before I could have a, like a job I wanted because mm-hmm. I was gonna work at Royal Credit Union. He said I had to work at a fast food restaurant for at man. least a month so that I understood well, what it was that. like. You said yeah, two weeks. And, yeah. Well, I put in my two week notice <laughs> on the end the of second, the second week. <laughs> <laughs> I He's got like, two paychecks I'll from play that Play it place. out for a month. Oh my god, it sucked. And uh, yeah, definitely gonna do that when I have a kid because I learned so much at that. Just first in a job. couple weeks, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Because people, there are people out are there, nuts, and I'm, I'm assuming at O'Reilly's too, we where like they legitimately think you are less of a human being. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's right. I've yeah. seen
0: it in person how people treat other people. It's fucking, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's so, it's
2: disgusting. Up. So it's like, yeah, I, I did that once, and then I never did it again. And now if anybody works, you know, fast food, God bless your souls. You yeah. you don't get paid enough um well <laughs>
0: tipping culture's fine
1: well,
0: <laughs> you don't tip at fast food well some well, now you oh well, wait you yeah, can tip anywhere now They don't hold up. let me just ask you a couple I questions uh, at mcdonald's you don't tip i've never seen a tip thing at mcdonald's that's once that's
2: true that's like the <laughs> last
1: yet, one yet. though yeah It'll,
0: yeah it, they're yeah. hanging on kidoba does K-Doba yeah, K-Doba yeah everywhere else yeah, I, I, i'm camera. not anywhere where you have anyone's job but um You got to have some balance in what people are making. Do you tip your service uh, when somebody helps you as a technician
2: when they change your order?
0: I'm not saying you should tip at McDonald's. I'm not saying that. I'm right. not fighting for that. All right. Well, I'm just saying there's just a. Just difference. imagine,
2: imagine you go up to the little like TV screen where you have to order it yourself now, and like at the end, it yeah, still ask asks for you if you tip. want a tip.
1: I feel like that's not that I, far out of the question. I feel like okay. I okay. ran into that shit all the time. I, I had do to backtrack. All this stuff myself. I had to
0: backtrack because I'm I'm getting lost here, and I want to make sure <laughs> I don't say something offended an entire group of people. So I'm just trying to rethink all this. So line. what we said was, fast food people. They got to be making more. Uh And then I was like, whoa, 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 no. (laughs) But then I know people are like, the fast food people are like this. What the fuck? I fucking hate that. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) No, what I'm saying is, I think... It's not necessarily need to make more. I think people just need to be fucking decent people and treat them yeah. with respect yeah. like any other right. job. Not think less of them or oh, I'm at a fast food restaurant. This is not even automotive related, but I learned something. <laughs> well, yeah, wait, 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 we I got think. way off wait, the real. Wait, wait. Sure. There's,
2: there's one last thing, and then we have drive thrus <laughs> I have one last thing, and then I'll, I'll be done with okay. it. All right. I the the last thing that I'm going to say that I think is super fucked up in fast food restaurants. I'm calling out Panda Express. I oh, no. learned I learned the What's other day when I was, mall, okay. Wait, have...
0: I was at the mall that uh, old food that they the mall or Le Mans Ma- Le Mans Le Mans Le Mans Le Mans Le Mans I wasn't sure I was at the mall Le Mans i wasn't sure which one you said <laughs> the the mall
2: <laughs> Duels. Okay. okay i was there and we got some panda uh express and yes, you they, do. it was mm-hmm. at nearing the end of the night and i asked him if if um like you know do you guys get to take any of this home it looks like you got a lot left and like that'd probably be pretty cool as a, like a perk for the job you know yeah. sure. and she looks at me down in the eyes. she goes we're not allowed to take food home all of this food gets thrown away at the end of everything. Oh, day. that's a
0: very. I was gonna say, day. isn't that pretty standard yeah. through everything? That's so yeah. fucked.
1: Yeah, a lot of times... That's so. At fucked. Subway like it was the same thing. So much bread. I've seen like out. documentaries where like I mean,
0: you can go to the back of a restaurant and like it's really gross to dig out of the dumpster to get food, but like there's tons of just normal fucking food that yeah. they. Have to throw away Dude I'd be pocketing Fucking orange chicken Catch That's me work what at I Panda <laughs> be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Beijing beef mean, Or whatever take this Are you kidding me <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I'm throwing it out I'll get <laughs> stuff in my pockets Full of orange chicken Real quick I know we keep going down The rabbit hole <laughs> But when I was working at Subway, I remember someone fucked up something really bad because like the bread comes and it's like frozen sticks, comes in boxes. And oh, yeah, I know. Right. It's the crazy. The bread's frozen? Uh-huh, you huh It's said, Subway. You Fuck said, Subway. You Fuck said, Subway. You said, <laughs> you said fresh, never frozen. Yeah. Where's that Arby's? That's Wendy's actually. Yeah. That's. Um. Anyway, so like it comes about. So like you have to like pull them out and then like there's a. Um, like a bread retarder in the cooler. A what? Yeah, I know. I know. You I'm going to get canceled did for saying that. that. It's what it was called. You like put the sticks... I don't know. Like someone like doubled up the amount that they Does did. What they the like bread? put way too much <laughs> in there. And so like it like <laughs> it like thaws and rises at the same time. And then you put it in like the proofer and all that kind of stuff. Welcome to the You're bread. saying a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> bread frozen proofer? bread, you, They put. you have to put a certain amount in and it like thaws and rises, okay. And like that's what you use for the day. Well, someone I don't know if it was like a new employee or something like filled that bitch, like <laughs> the night before. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? No. no bread <laughs> because that's a lo- it fits a He's lot. He's like, let's of get bread. this bread. <laughs> it fits a lot of bread, and so like <laughs> you are just trying to help. <laughs> yeah, so like at the end of the day, I worked like the night of the That I'm like, dude, there's like so much fucking bread in here. Like we can't like bake all this off. Like we're busy. Like like I don't know what we're gonna do. So we just tossed it. Because oh, okay. it's like it's That's, just there, right? It's fuck. it's gonna be too big by the more so we like threw it all in like these like the garbage bags, and we threw it out. And I remember coming in like the next morning, and like I would come through the back alley, and the fucking top of the dumpster is like lifted up, and there's these giant bags of this. Fucking risen bread, and I opened that, and dude, I swear that the dumpster was like pushing out because there what was, so did you do to the bread? It, it rose monster it What the fuck? It rose that much because of like how humid and shit it was, and then like, hot, dude.
0: So you're telling me my foot long has like the potential to be like a six <laughs> foot long if they just grew it properly? Yeah. <laughs> And there was all this controversy that
1: they were eleven inches, <laughs> yeah. and they could have just cooked that fucker <laughs> for like, like yeah. one minute longer. Yeah. Oh my no, God. they yeah they could have just let it sit out for a couple hours. It would have yeah. been fucking huge.
2: <laughs> These are all things I never thought I would know. Yeah, Dude, I didn't. I, <laughs> that I want to. Our know. Our manager came in so
1: fucking pissed because <laughs> like it was like a it was a lot of bread. Obviously, she's like, "What the fuck were you guys doing?" We're like, "Well, we couldn't use it. You said that we had to throw stuff out at the end." And he's like, "I did say that." You're right. But what the fuck?
0: This, <laughs> this segment started as 70s muscle cars <laughs> sucked and then got to the point where we're talking about giant loaves of bread, bread in subway. The dumpster. Yeah, what
1: the hell? Oh, man, that was so oh. funny. Well,
0: we should take a break. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come I'm back. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. I, I'm curious to talk about um, if drifting is just a trend <gasps> because otherwise gels wouldn't do it um yeah he's a what do you call it trend follower but yeah yeah a clout chaser <laughs> hate crusader i just play but i think every youtuber now drifts practically including alex so i want to talk it. about yeah, that's that saying something i want it once
2: and i do it again too we'll see on the next one
0: all right. all right is drifting just a trend what do you guys think for the sport and i want to talk about like, grassroots <laughs> stuff and formula drift in like five years where do you guys see it do you see it getting bigger do you see it getting smaller um, now that you're going to drift events both grassroots and formula drift like how does it look being like i've never been to a formula drift event and i've been to a few drift days now and every time i go it seems like they're like it's getting bigger from what i can tell but what do you guys think you
1: want to talk about grassroots first i mean i could try yeah give her your best yeah, like shot. What, do you, what do you want to know like what well elaborate okay. on the so
0: on the a lot picture. of YouTubers have been drifting. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We got Eliminate. We got Adam L Z, we got TJ Hunt. I think Dustin Williams did it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Like everybody kind of got into drifting. I think it made a big wave mm-hmm. initially. Um, they've been doing it for a while now. Like we were looking and it's like, damn, like LZ's been driven for like eight years, and yeah. TJ Hunt was drifting his 350 Z six years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it just like happened like overnight yeah, or anything yeah. like that they, they've been doing it and working mm-hmm. at it and stuff but i i just it seems like it's gained a lot of popularity and yeah. maybe you can contribute that to lz getting into formula drift and bringing more attention to that right. and whatnot um but like do you think grassroots drifting is growing? do you think more new people are coming out of the works to go drift do you see it growing like in the next few years do you see it shrinking and kind of getting a little tighter or do you see it actually
1: growing and getting bigger, more popular. I mean, so the way I look at it, you know, it's like I feel and maybe just speaking for myself, but you know, like drifting is always something that I've always wanted to try to do. Mm-hmm. Always thought it was cool. Right. You know, like seeing the videos, seeing Every, the movies, like everyone's got to think drifting is cool. Yeah. Like it's like, man, that'd be super cool to try one day. Like I want, I want to try drifting, you know, and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, what it was for me it was like actually you know it was always one of those things where i thought it was like it was so out of the realm you gotta have a lot of money to do it you gotta have a crazy car to go do it like that's all how i kind still of think of it so and i think what <laughs> it's <what's>, not cheap <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not cheap by I mean it's like you're, you're just gonna spend money um but what i think has happened is that you know at least for me what happened was i was opened up to the the realization that you don't need a ton You can just go do it. You spend Mm -hmm. a little bit of money. You get a car that's capable. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And you can just go do it and have fun. And I think, um, you know, that realization has been opened up to a lot of people with, you know, the rise of, you know, content and videos and social media and stuff like that. Where, you know, like, oh, well, I didn't realize that I had a track that close to me that they host events quite often. Like, I have a FRS. I could go spend $200 on a weekend and go try it out. So I think like, you know, that's what we're seeing right now is a lot of people that are like trying it for the first time. They're like getting into it because it's something that they've always like kind of wanted to do, realizing that it's really not that, you know, hard to get access to that. There are a lot of clubs around the area. There are a lot of tracks that you might not know about that, like host events that do that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, they, they go, they go give it a shot. So that, I think that's what I'm we're seeing in like, you know, the, the grassroots era of stuff of like people are like yeah i i never i never knew that this was you know as accessible as it is i've always wanted to do it and i'm gonna go fucking try it
2: i think the concept of it being grassroots though i don't think is gonna make it the whole grassroots term has always kind of confused me sure Where it's like grassroots means what that it's small that it's homegrown that it's a local group. Of yeah, people? I would say like yeah, necessarily any, sponsored. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's any event ever in right, any other yeah. motorsport. Like right. if you go drag racing on a on a uh, a drag day, you know, open drag yeah. day, it
1: is that grassroots. You're just going to a that's drag grassroots day. Grassroots drag. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would say it's think, more when it gets into like a competition side of things that isn't but, yeah, a but, super big.
2: Yeah, you know, I met. just I I I when I hear I the word grassroots saying, to me it just sounds like a trend. I think the word oh. I think the word grassroots isn't a thing that will survive. I just think that you're going to be going drifting, you go drag racing sure. or you go track racing. You just mm-hmm. you go. The concept of it being grassroots if it's not competitive, I think is kind of weird because the amount of competitive drifting no, is No, 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 no. So it was small like small compared like just like professional drag mm-hmm. racing is very very small compared to normal
1: No, I'm saying you can racing. have grassroots competition. It's just not like you have you're like your Formula D, so, and then you have the, yeah, but your you, other like local okay, competition. I can right. clear it up a little bit. I think
0: the grass is like the green part, and the roots <laughs> is what's in the soil, the brown part. So it's underneath in your pants. Oh. So it's grass roots. Thank so you. you're seeing the surface level stuff, but the roots. Oh.
2: That actually, if you great. if you think about it a little bit, it could make sense. I think that drifting is gonna. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> I think that drifting is gonna get. Um, a little bit. I think it's going to continue to grow, to be honest, because it's still such a young, yeah. the green part, sport, or
1: the-, the roots part. Okay. All right. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> I think it's going to be a well, little bit of both because I mean, I mean, yeah, say what you want about all the stuff with, you know, formula drift and bringing Adam on board and like all the attention that he's brought to it. I mean, we've seen it with all other aspects of yeah. motorsports. It's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Like, you know, we've seen how much that's grown in like the last couple of years and stuff like that. and, you there's know, not a I, single motorsport that hasn't done that right though, that yeah way. and it, like it's a it's a good thing to do it's yeah, bringing more Frankie attention so you know's <laughs> yeah
0: like you know. Munez, yeah. yeah
2: michael I mean, fassbender is in the porsche cup as well who is michael? magneto who's that
1: you're saying things i don't from know x-men what... oh michael the wheelchair fassbender. guy no
2: that <laughs> is charles xavier i'm <laughs> talking about the dude name. that can the control claws? metal
0: I thought that was a wheelchair guy. No, he's not. Oh, it's the other old guy that handles the wheelchair guy. Yeah,
2: but it's not the old one. It's the young one. Michael Fassbender. sounds like a weird
0: fucking movie. Wait, what do you mean it's the young one?
2: Okay, (laughs) X-Men did a little bit of time jumping in their movies. So you've got old Magneto, you've got middle-aged Magneto, and you've got baby Magneto. We're talking about middle-aged Magneto, Michael Fassbender. It's a, How do you It sounds not like a race car driver's name. Yeah, anyway, but I don't
0: know who he is. He
2: actually just recently said Has, that he, he, would,
0: he would take
2: can winning he at che- Le Mans over
1: winning an Oscar. Can like he that. cheat if he can control metal? And That's what just, a lot like, of people think. The other cars? sounds like he never won an Oscar. He's like, ah, fucking race cars sound cool. <laughs> yeah, and then just <laughs> we'll jump try right that. In. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I would say, because uh, the FD audience is
0: still really young. And that's growing really. Yeah. Is really it, fast. yeah. What do you think the general age demographic of FD it's sixteen is? to twenty four. Oh yeah. yeah. No,
2: I mean, it's. I, I we would when we're walking around the sorry. when we're walking around <laughs> the the pits and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of young kids yeah. that love that sport. So, I think the biggest well, thing you'll see in the next five years, to be honest, is competition of Formula Drift on state side soil. I think you're going to see another company come in, another organization start offering competition series for drifting very similar to what you see with like porsche cup well, miata cup scca <clears throat> th- kind it. of
0: doing something like yeah, that he's got, like a, he's he's got his own w- drift it. Yeah, he's got his world tour and stuff <laughs> yeah. that he's doing this year i, I mean, think you'll, i think you'll see more of that yeah, i think it'll like so we're talking about essentially like an nfl xfl type thing yeah. going on where they're essentially yeah but like it seems like whenever they do those side things they never hold up i there's think always i
2: think you there. will because there's there's so much of the audience that doesn't have the car yet. So when they go get into drifting, Mm -hmm. there's going to be an opportunity for either FD to capture like an FD prospect Two, something like that, or somebody else is going to come in and say, Hey, we're going to add more regulation to what, how much power you can run on a car, what tires you can run on a car, what suspension you can run, and really kind of narrow in on what you can do with the car. And I think there will be a certain group of people that really enjoy that. I think one of the hardest things for me as I've watched Formula Drift, and I love Formula Drift, we go to all the events, I've always had a tough time understanding how pro spec has greater regulation on what you can do to certain things versus pro. Pro, you can have a lot more variance in the car. Pro spec, you can't. And it's like, it would be kind of cool to see a series where maybe everybody's running the same exact chassis, the same exact engine, the same... So then you could really start to understand... Who is performing better
0: on a track for well, I, I like the difference in cars, too. But what I was going to say is um, the other day I was, like, playing some games and whatnot, and I have my other monitor, and I noticed uh, Formula Drift Japan was live at mm-hmm. the time. I was like, oh, I yeah. haven't really watched Formula Drift Japan. I'm going to check it out. And in my opinion, that shit was way fucking cooler. Like, yeah. It just seemed like they were driving harder and faster, and the cars were, like, badass. The only... <laughs> Thing was like every single one was running a two JZ except yep. for like two people. Like every <laughs> fucking car was a two JZ, yeah, yep. which was kind of crazy. But I, I think I've said this on another podcast. I think the the way to win in Formula Drift is have real time
1: scoring. Yeah, whoever does that, they're they're gonna. Yeah. they need yeah, to I make it more watchable. That is that is one of the things that I think. You know, if someone comes in and can offer like a, you know, we we talked about this in the past with like FDA of like the the judging and the scoring. of like, it's all kind of like. Yeah, I look better. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously there's sheets yeah. and stuff, but like, yeah, if someone comes in with like an event that is like, hey, we are hooking up some fucking crazy AWS yeah. telemetry. You see, yeah, you see it all you know, on the screen.
0: Fucking, and you know. Showing degrees to, of angle yeah. and stuff to, like to, that.
2: To be fair, too. I mean, FD has all of that. Well, they what? need Tor- to show it. <laughs> Torque Hub Tor- Tor- and those guys, I mean, they're working on. Different ways to, to yeah. There's showcase some like crazy but, computers and stuff that they have set up. Yeah, in these cars. I think they need to. I think right now because they've been growing so much, it just hasn't been as much of a priority. Mm-hmm. And I do think they're again they're going to reach that inflection point. I would just I think for me, I do like to see when I looked at when we were in Formula Drift Japan, Mario was there too in November. It you did see that It, it did feel a little bit different. Mm. We were at Fuji Speedway, so it it felt a little bit more Americanized, mm. but the tracks over there are more technical they're they're yeah. generally a little bit smaller they're a little bit tighter on right. the turns because the power in the cars over there are typically a lower horsepower car so when they started building the tracks they, they catered to that passed. whereas here in america we have as much space as you want high horsepower you have mm-hmm. a lot of long stretches which means when you look at what you can drift on in america you really are narrowed down to like a few good decent tracks to set up for, for professional drifting. Like I'm actually surprised in the weirdest way. I know it's really small track, but it's like us air has like the best of both worlds. And you, you you get to see a lot of people that aren't in the FD stage really love that track because mm-hmm. it is technical and it is small and right. it does require a lot of car control. So yeah.
1: yeah, you don't need a you know a ton of horsepower to go to USA and have fun. Yeah. You can have fun with two hundred. But horsepower.
2: have you have you heard about these new tracks that are coming out in America? They're absolutely no. insane. Mm-hmm. They're they're called like hybrid tracks, and they're these resorts that are popping up all across the country. Sure. There's one in Las Vegas that Ron Fellows runs at. There's one popping up in Los Angeles, there's one in New York, and what they are is like they're these 150, 250 acre plots of land where they're building these racetracks, but they're all interchangeable. So the tracks oh, okay. are built yeah. with, like, these little roads in between the tracks so that they can mix up the configuration. Hell, yeah. And they can like run, that. like, 52 different track layouts <laughs> on the same property. That's fucking wild. And that's it's, cool. like, I, I would love to see FD go to, like, a Ron Fellows, like, that track where mm-hmm. they have all these different inclines and declines and maybe do something that's more intricate and tight because there's a James Dean video – Back from like 2017, Mm -hmm. I think was in like New Zealand or Ireland or something like that, where their lead chase was like right next to the the stands, and it was like seven or eight turns. You remember seeing that? It's got the fireworks that are exploding in the background. They go down, they come all the way back, yeah. And they come all the way back. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that for for an FD event. That would be my like dream dream
0: track. And if FD keeps growing, I think the
1: grassroots stuff right and and that's that's what i was going to be inspired with how much attention is getting brought to fd um within the last like couple years and stuff like that all all these you get all these yeah and you get all these like people are like oh that's really cool and then they're like i want to try that and then it's just a it's a you know it's a constant cycle so yeah i think i think you'll see it start to grow whether you want to call that a trend or not i don't know i think it's just bringing more attention to the sport Mm -hmm. i mean i think the the term trend gets thrown out a lot of like oh you're just doing it because it's fuck you saw it on tiktok it's like yeah, but, but why were you doing shit before? Because I saw it in a movie, I saw what? it on a video game. I thought it was cool. Why 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 we gotta diss people against trying new things? I don't know. Yeah, understand. no, hundred percent.
0: I I think Formula Drift's getting bigger because I've I've even seen people start wearing Formula Drift shirts. Formula Drift. You're just listening. Chelsea's wearing. Formula <laughs> drift no 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 no. no, no.
2: <laughs> I think drifting is. I think drifting is cool. I think it will probably hit maybe a little bit of like a reduced awareness if the market ever kind of oh hurts, yeah. you know because it is an expensive sport to participate mm-hmm. in and it also requires well, quite any a motor bit. sport. I got a weird I question. Would, I would agree, but I think the only difference is is like if you're getting into motorsport racing and like you're you're using the car, you're abusing the car, mm-hmm. what is breaking is usually wear and tear items. Right. It's yeah. your brake pads, it's your suspension components, it's your right. tires drifting if you make a mistake drifting you can completely destroy your entire chassis of your car and it happens a lot more frequently than i think somebody running off you know the like the the like a corner at road america like i still think it happens i just think that the damage happens more often at drift events
0: than it does on
1: yeah you get like your barriers and stuff like that it'll cave in the side of your car i got a
0: weird question it's kind of silly it's not that silly but I'm curious. I want a genuine answer. If Adam LZ were to just completely quit Formula Drift, turkey, just done and did his world tour stuff like more full time. Mm-hmm. How do you think it would
1: affect Formula Drift? I mean, I, I you definitely see people go follow him, but I think that I don't think it would hurt that bad. Honestly, I really don't. Yeah. What do you think? Alice? I think because like the attention that is brought to it already, the people that fuck with it are right. going to continue to fuck. Right. With it, yeah.
0: You know?
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't see it taking away from, from FD. I think where where both people and both groups are going to start running into issues is how do you differentiate yourself? Mm -hmm. Like if, and it's not to oversimplify it, but at at some point it just becomes the same thing over and over and over at the same tracks. We talked to Ryan Sage when we were at Orlando and he, he really walked it through well where he's like, Mm -hmm. when you break it down, there's only maybe a dozen tracks that you can host an FD event at because of size, spectators, parking. Mm -hmm. You then narrow that down even further by how many can operate a drifting section because there's not many places that actually have some sort of curvature that can be repetitive in nature. You go down to six. Well, by the time you get down to the six, then you have to figure out what events do you want to host at and when are they available? Then you're down to four. And it's like that was where I was starting mm, to get really worried yeah. because I'm like Adam LZ ran at English Town like a month and a half ago, and right. now this week we're yeah. going to English Town for the same exact thing, mm. the same exact setup. Yeah, it
1: was the the weekend of FD Atlanta, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it's like it was the same thing.
2: Right. So I I think maybe not now, but I will say probably in two or three years somebody's gonna start saying, how do we mix it up? how do we do it different? How do we make it? I think less- it needs that though. And
0: which is good. I think competition is good and yeah. innovating and thinking of a new way could be extremely good for this sport. I think formula drift is awesome, but I do also think that it, it just needs a push. It needs yeah. that. What's the next level of formula drift. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's when I see it like being more mainstream.
2: Yeah. And I, I think what they'll need to do FD will need to do as they grow because we talk to them quite often yeah. it's like they do a really good job but you can tell they're they're drinking from a, a fire hydrant a lot which is they are growing so freaking fast that they can't think about what they want to do maybe three years from now they're just making sure that they have enough support for next year's attendance and right after sure. that in attendance but yeah hopefully they do something uh FD or Adam LZ or somebody else comes along the fence and, and introduces something interesting and maybe it's not drifting in the way that we typically see maybe, it Maybe. takes was the a, concept like a, of the, the you know the toge and it's uh, a speed run you know through a very specific pass you know in the United States and it takes what a look at was the show
1: hyper hyperdrift or whatever or yeah. hyperdrive or whatever it was hyperdrive yeah that was like, kind of that a was neat show neat, i you know, watched that threw a and a little bit of a different twist on it though. yeah that that was a neat show yeah so there's definitely stuff out there that you can do to change it up like it's definitely a, a possibility. i
2: think that's where when we do talk about the grassroots feeling though Which is, it is that. It's like Mm -hmm. a less refined, less marketed, less perfect take on the motorsport. And that's why it still feels so approachable to so many people. Mm -hmm. But I think in time, FD will kind of become like the NFL. (laughs) You know, and it it is, and it's out there. And then eventually people are going to grow to say, well, I want to go watch college football because it's just got that grassroots vibe. It's got that more homegrown vibe. Um, And I just don't think drifting has that yet. Well said. Out of context.
0: Oh, there it is. What do you got?
2: You ready? Yeah. Never. Let's do it. Only one can survive.
0: Okay. Adam
2: LZ World Tour Formula Drift.
0: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> I've never watched the World Tour for Adam LZ. So hey, I don't hey, even hey. know what it was hey. about. It was no context. Influencers. No context. I need even understand what it is. No Formula context. Formula Drift. Because I don't know what. The, oh, okay, that's context. I guess. FD. Yeah, I don't. All right. Moving forward.
2: You didn't. You didn't
0: answer. I don't have to. It was yeah, my question. You have to answer. No, oh, it was
2: my question. I don't have to answer.
0: Next. Okay. Would you rather steer with your feet or control the pedals with your hands? Steer with the feet. <laughs> steer with the feet. Yeah. It seems kind of fun, almost doesn't it? <laughs> seems kind of cool. I'm glad I thought of that. Before. How do you how do you
2: control the pedals if your feet are on the cruise control? Music always too loud or always too quiet
0: in the car? Too loud. Because I always listen to it too loud anyways. I think mine's going to kill me one day because
1: I'm always saying, what? <laughs> <laughs> too quiet because I get nervous in public. Oh, my God. Come on, brother. <laughs> Dude,
0: I'll fucking roll the windows all the way down and have that shit crate. I don't care. Yeah. All right. You see, the, the happiest people are the people blasting their music You're and not wrong. giving a fuck. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. yep. That was a lot of context. So no it was. Context. It was. It was. It was a lot. All right. Let me see here. Um straight piped f- That was me. I thought your house broke. <laughs> straight piped four cylinder or dead silent eight cylinder. Dead silent eight cylinder. Like no noise. You don't even hear that bitch start up. You can't tell. It seems like an EV. An eight cylinder. It still goes fast, yeah. Yeah. I'll take the straight pipe four cylinder. Of course you would. I think I would too, honestly. There's so, like this isn't giving context to the answer.
1: There's some that sound really good. There's some that are fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna take the risk on that one. <sighs> the K like a K swap or some K24. Yeah, like I'm gonna take the risk that it's gonna sound when good. When you it's start fucking with horrible. NA four cylinders and straight <laughs> piping them, you are really dancing scary. with the devil, really my friend. Really scary.
0: Um, Jules, what you got? I'm thinking. All right, okay. As long as you, as long as you're pondering.
1: Yeah, I'm pondering.
0: All right, Honda. Oh wait, wait, wait. Hyundai or Kia. I think we did that one, but I'm gonna take a Hyundai Hyundai Ferrari or Lamborghini? Um uh neither.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh I'd probably go Lamborghini, honestly. Any Ferrari,
0: any Lamborghini? Any Ferrari, any Lamborghini? Ferrari. Okay. Porsche or BMW. BMW. Well, that's a tough one, I'll that say is- BMW. I'll say BMW, but that that's hard. Porsche. Ooh.
2: Toyota or Range Rover? Toyota. Toyota. Okay, good. Toyota or Acura? Toyota. Toyota. Toyota or Honda? Toyota. Toyota.
0: Right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I I think, yeah, that that could be opened up to a way bigger discussion. I think it could be a really good one. But yeah, I'd say current state right now. That's fair. Also, if it was motorcycles, I'd pick Honda because Toyota doesn't make any motorcycles. (laughs) Just had dropped that one. Or if we there. do lawnmowers, I don't think Toyota makes any lawnmowers. Honda makes fucking everything if you they didn't really realize. Do. They make they pizza. Really
2: <laughs> the weirdest thing ever was going when we were at Le Mans and Le going Mal? to Le Mans or Le Mans. Going to Toyota oh, no. Or? Toyota Gazoo
0: Racing seeing how big GR? Fuck did you are oh, rice crispy. Were you eating birdseed? That ain't a fucking rice crispy. It's that a is healthy not one. What is that? Why? Who the fuck would want a healthy Rice Krispie? Me, bro. That's bird food. (laughs) Don't eat it on the mic. I'm going to eat it on the mic. No. Dude, we're literally, I'm going to look at YouTube analytics. It's going to show the watch time for this episode. The bite of Alex is going to go, watch that. Just everyone clicks out or skips ahead. Crunchy rollers. Organic puffed brown rice. This makes me (laughs) want (laughs) to. This is the type of shit that pissed me off. I'd rather die twenty years early than eat shit like this. <laughs> it's healthy. Uh, okay. Uh wait, I had an out of context, now it's gone.
1: Um It's not even the mic isn't even like by you and it's <laughs> You got one yet, Joe's? No. You're spilling that shit everywhere. It's
0: hard to eat bird food. Would you rather always go through the drive-through to get your food, or never go through the drive-through to get your food?
2: Honestly, drive-throughs take way too long. I'm going in. Yeah, unless you
0: go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they got, they that, got that shit on lock. They got a system the most and it Crazy drive-through system I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. I don't know why more places have not adapted that feature yet, but yeah. No, I I think I would go in, honestly. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I
1: what, do go through drive-thru quite a bit, though, I think. What so do I you think know. is more? I have found myself, though, going inside skip more? the drive-thru yeah, because of it's like them. it's yeah. just fucking easier. Taco Bell for one of them because they just can't operate a drive-thru. So.
2: I'm surprised Taco Bell's even still in business. Why are we back talking about food again?
1: I love food when you're eating. I'm hungry, it, you decide it. to, to eat lunchtime. halfway through. Organic puffed Do You have any more rice. out of context? Would I you do. rather drive a car oh. that is way too low and you can't get over anything, or that has no fucking turning radius and you have to make thirty point turns everywhere? This sounds really personal. This sounds like, like the two forty in the I
0: would choose. I would choose really low car because. The turning radius thing just pisses me off. I've been in vehicles, I've owned vehicles yeah. that I've like rubbed. Context. Super bad if I turn. Oh, it is. You're right. That was so much context. It's a but little context. Man, of turning radius is terrible. It annoys the shit out of me. I have really. You have a around. wide body car and you turn. <laughs> like, that's like an oxymoron. I like, know. the whole point lowered, of the wide body is so you can. Lowered car. Them. Yeah. Alleged. Yeah, I would pick the lowered car yeah. 100%. So, yeah, basically,
1: a lower car that can turn but can't drive anywhere or. A fine ride height car that can't turn.
0: Would you rather
2: have to deal with Subaru's unreliability Oof. or the other Mazda rotaries' unreliability?
0: Maz- fucking Mazda rotaries. It's cool. Like if you know about rotaries, like
1: you're cool. So like, thing, if you understand the how the they with, work and stuff, like the thing with rotaries, right? Work on it's them? like it's it's more of like a time well, thing see, versus the... like you can fucking beat and slam on a rotary all day and nothing's gonna just break. Like there's nothing in those engines. That are going to just like not work all of a sudden, or like just break. Well, if they get too hot. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, it's not like fucking Subaru's like, oh, I took the corner too tight, Star Doyle's fucked. <laughs> or like, you know, <laughs> well, the head gasket's This is the out. thing like, with
0: that discussion. Rotaries, you know what to expect. And for whatever, with those EJ guys, they just don't know what to expect, <laughs> even though they should. And that's just, the
2: problem. The thing is, is that there's always a reason as to why it blew up. Like, and the reason is your fault. Yeah. Versus Subaru's. Yeah, that's just what I
0: said in that. Yeah, that other. Better. It's never that just the fact it started off its life wrong. That's not the problem. It's, oh, while well, I was doing this or the car did, the, or the previous owner. No. The
1: like, rotaries, yeah. Like edge. one thing, it's like, yeah, the Apex seals went out. Yeah, that is anything pretty here Anything else, it's like overheating. It could have been valves, could have been springs, could have been head gaskets, could have been the fucking bearings, could have been oil starvation, could have been, right. you know, like the list goes on and on and on. There's a lot of other things to go wrong where it's like, I just got one thing to worry about.
2: We apologize for this podcast being mostly about food. But it was. But we're hungry. It which was. means it's time for us to go get some food. Okay. End of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please drop your comments
0: below. And but subscribe. What you want us to talk
2: about next. And if you have a vehicle that you're looking to add to the old build threads, that mean a lot. Check it out over at martiniworks.com. That's it. Welcome back to the States. We're back, baby. Where we talk about food. We're leaving in 24 hours. Come on, let's go.
0: Shit. 24 hours of jail.